This is Traber. We're creating the technology and the ecosystem for everything building. We're creating a market network which boasts a marketplace and a mobile-first, cloud-based suite of project control tools for builders, consumers, trades, suppliers, for everybody. All on the smartphone, all remote, all mobile, all for building. This is Traber, and this is a building conversation. Good morning, this is Tony Huxley from Traber Limited. I'm joined this morning by Ian Maurice. Thanks for joining us, Ian. My pleasure, Tony. Glad to have you here. You couldn't have written a script about this thing called 2020. It's just, the year's just been extraordinary, amazing. Everything's gone pear-shaped more than once. Um, with all that we've endured, everyone, I mean, literally everyone, not just the building space, um, how differently do you see life today as compared to this time last year and how different do you imagine it might be in the coming year? Well, um, you may have noticed that one of the stocks that have all gone up in value since COVID is home improvement retailers across Indeed. the world. Indeed. So Home Depot, Lowe's, Bunnings, you know, um, their, their, their stock price has gone up whilst other stocks have fallen down. And there's a very good reason for that because a lot of people have got re-engaged with the whole um, home improvement. Um, uh, and particularly DIYers I'm talking about here. So um, that's, that's, that's been a reaction to having lots of time at home and having to find something to do. And I count myself in, in that, as you know, having built a fence during uh, lockdown. So there's a lot of re-engagement into improving your home, and I think that's going to I think that's going to be a good thing um, for the industry. Um, the effect on the housing market at the moment is somewhat um, unknown. There's lots of speculation, most of which I have to say is negative in terms of house prices and uh, and so on. Um, but as I said earlier, I think the migration and the natural um, increase in population here in Australia means that we're, uh, we're well placed as an economy and as a community to continue to have a growing um, building and home improvement sector. Um, and, uh, you know, the slow evolution um, will continue. Um, but, but I think um, there, there, there will be businesses also looking to work smarter. You know, everyone's, everyone's used technology differently. They've had to. So we've all become a lot more literate at whether it be Zoom calls or yeah, house party or yeah. whatever it might be. The phone and the iPads become even more important. So I think, um, again, that's a good thing. Um, if you look at the overall retail sector, the number one um, change that's happened in COVID to o overall retail, and I'm, I'm obviously spent 40 years in that sector, is the acceleration of the digital um, age. So yeah. everyone was going digital, had gone digital to some extent, but but that's that's just that's just taken a quantum leap forward. So those that were had their sort of toes in the water have jumped in and, and they're, they're getting after that online digital uh, space. And there's a very good reason for that because it's actually very efficient. Um, it saves you a lot of time. And in some cases can even save you money. So 
Um, I think the digital age is um, is going to accelerate. Um, I think the, I think COVID is going to be a catalyst when we look back for uh, that digitization acceleration. And so, therefore, if you if you take the fundamentals of the home improvement and building industry is is over the next ten years going to continue to experience growth because mainly because of population growth and the underlying fundamentals of people wanting to improve their homes and being prepared to invest in that because it's the number one asset. And then you look at the, um, the quantum leap in digitization of business, then that's why I think um, uh, smart uh, builders and people in, in the trade will be looking to digitize their business and, and, and be looking for the tools to do the job that can make them more efficient and make their lives easier and give them some time back to do the important stuff. Do you have any view on the um, viability or the impact, let's call it, from your perspective of the recent government stimulus measures for building and for construction generally? Any anecdotal evidence or any you know, the people you talk to? Well, in this market, of course, um, the builders kept building, so... Um, so and Vitally they, importantly, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that was, that was, I think, one of the master strokes of, of the Australian government, yeah. actually, compared to other governments, which is they didn't shut down the construction sector because they, they understood the economic impact. The uh, fundamental of it, its impact on the economy. And massive. the infrastructure. Yeah. I mean, look at the infrastructure that's already no planned doubt. for Australia. So, so that, that was really good. And, of course, you had to demonstrate a 30% drop in turnover but I think, I think architects and other professional services have seen a significant downturn. So I think it's been really important to have the JobKeeper scheme to help support some of those businesses. Um, but my observation is most construction businesses that were active in construction um, didn't get impacted too much by, um, by the know by the by the COVID itself and so therefore the job keeper wasn't as big wasn't as big an issue for them. Do you think there's been or I know this is crystal ball stuff and we don't have those but do you think the 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 conditions that exist with our country on the global um, from a global perspective is the fact that immigration's essentially stopped do you think that's going to have much impact on the space on the buildings sector generally? I think that's a temporary, I think that's a temporary measure um, of all. I mean, in the absence of, uh, in the absence of a vaccine, the world hasn't any choice. No, so, sure. yeah. so, but a vaccine will come and, um, you know, coronavirus will pass. And so therefore border controls will, will revert to more, to more normal. There might be different testing and regimes and things like that. It can't people. be a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. But and I guess if anything, when you think about it, the way Australia's performed for whoever that credit is due during this pandemic compared to some other substantial first world economies, yeah. you could argue that Australia's all of a sudden at the top of the list of, well, that's where I want to go to if I'm going to immigrate anywhere. Absolutely. Because of the the fact that they've had such a low death rate and such a low infection rate. And so maybe the upside of it is that when immigration does reboot, 
it'll be even stronger. I mean, I guess that's, that's a theory, but... Well, I, I don't see any reason why that theory shouldn't be practice. I mean, yeah. Australia and New Zealand have stood out. Um, Indeed, yeah. And, um, you know, not just for the, for the normal countries who are attracted to come here in recent years, but even further afield to the United States and other countries that have been more affected by coronavirus, um, yeah, it will certainly make some of people around the world think again about, um, you know, the benefits of of migrating to Australia and New Zealand. And that, that can only have a, a, a positive consequential benefit for the building space down here. Yeah, Maurice, it's been fabulous. Thanks so much for your time. I really, really appreciate your insights. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Tony.